Hey guys, it's Noel. Be sure to stop by Buffalo Rock and try one of my favorite beers, the Spicy Bison. It's one of my favorites because I helped Jeff brew it. But let's be honest, I did most of the work. You're listening to Bevies on Tap. Welcome to Bevies on Tap. I'm Tim. I'm Jeff. And uh, we're the official Buffalo Rock Brewing Company podcasters and host of the most exciting brewing news and not really brewing news. But cool things brewing happening. Cool, fun things in the yeah. brewing industry. Right? Yeah, yeah. At least in the area. Yeah. 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 Yep. So uh, we're located at 345 Anthony Wayne Trail. Pretty easy to find us. Um, just ask anybody in Waterville where Buff Rock is. Yeah. I bet they know. Yeah. So, Can't miss it, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, what are we talking about today, Jeff? Yeah, man. We're, today we were talking about um, our hazy IPA called the River Fog. Um, it's uh, become, a, one of, a, I would say, a crowd favorite, or at least one of the beers that we have out of a lot of them that a lot of people like when it's off tap a lot of people will ask Don't me like, like <laughs> you know when's it coming back when's it coming back and yeah uh we finally have it back after some time so i'm glad we have it back but yeah we're talking about that beer today truly been like my favorite what i would say repetitive we, we have it fairly often mm-hmm. um but it's not just because we have such a variety of beers you can't keep them all on tap yeah. all the time yeah um but uh it's up my alley, like as yeah. far as I love hazies and the real florally note that you get, yeah. you know, um, or the oh yeah freshness. I mean, even smelling it. In fact, let's just, let's crack these. Yeah, right now. Six eight. Six point eight percent. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Is like the cracking these like right now. Oh, by the way, Travis is is here as always. Yeah, so Travis, cheers, Travis is. Uh, Looking a little bit healthier than the last time I saw him. No sling around the neck and moving your shoulder and arm around, all right. So um, do you have to do, like, physical therapy and all that kind of stuff, or is it just, like, home, like, stretches? and? I'll find out on the 19th. Oh, okay. So, Mm. yeah. I can move it, so I'm guessing not. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's good, man. I also want to say, uh, just as a little note for the episode, this is my favorite beer of Buffalo Rock. Wow, that's coming yeah. from. Uh, are you sure? Puts oh, it yeah. at, that puts I, it at the number one wow, tap that, on the tap. Dude, yeah. his uh, all Travis's all time favorite beer at Buffalo was the pecan. It's this now. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Travis and I have this. We made a list of like our top favorite beers. Um, yeah. Out of everything that we've had on top, actually, I think you guys list, were going over with. M- Oh yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. It wasn't all of them. It was you guys were just ranking. I think the ones on tap that day. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Totally. Cool. Um, that would be a really cool episode, though. Like we could talk like, about, you know, kind of read down the list. I don't know how long it would take because we got a lot of beers. But if we yeah. read down the list, <laughs> you know, maybe the name. Just just read through it. The name and the. Uh, type of beer yeah. that it is. Yeah. Um, and then, like, 
we each, you know, we'd have to pregame the rank, right? We'd have to walk into the room with the rank, but yeah. Um, and then maybe see if, like, you know, the audience wants yeah. to give us their uh, judgment cool. on it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. maybe that just would be limit cool. it to a top ten. Yeah, top ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of yeah. Like if it makes your top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be a little bit easier to put things in your top ten. Yeah. Then kind of work it, <laughs> whittle it down anyway. Yeah. Uh, Tim, so Jeff, you go ahead. I was just gonna ask you, man, like uh, if you did anything cool. That's actually what I was just gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, yeah, so my parents were up here. Um, uh, last week I mentioned my daughter Gwen graduating college yeah. and so proud of her. Um, and so they came up for her graduation last week and they're retired and they just, they are fortunate to uh, be able to hang out. Um, so they hung out for the week and I was kind of the entertainer. Yeah. Um, they actually came to the brewery, I think, every yeah. night. Oh, did they really? I, I was going to yeah, say, I was I there think, on Friday. I, I remember night, seeing yeah. them on Friday. Um, they both love music, so that was kind of cool. Um, oh, heck yeah. And then, so I took took them back to my hometown where I grew up in Northeast Ohio. And while I was there, I took my dad fishing, which was cool. Oh, cool he man. hasn't been out fishing in a little while, so first time on the water. Heck yeah. Um, he has two boats. He's been a hardcore fisherman for most of his life. And uh, so we went to the smaller lake. It was easier to, in a short amount of time to mm-hmm. kind of prepare for his big boats, kind of more of an all-day process. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. Hell yeah. Um, Sounds so, like a fun time. Yeah. Um, and uh, starting off this week, when we when we start talking about the, the weekly schedule, we start on Tuesday, which is the 9th, and that's his birthday, which is, I want to wish my dad a happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Um, uh, most people know him as Mr. Burns. My mom calls him Mr. Burns, but <laughs> happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> right on. Um, so, what'd you do? <clears throat> uh, let's see. I, I was actually at, for Cinco de Mayo, yeah, I was at uh, Buffalo Rock mm. on Friday. It was a lot of fun. Definitely got my El Padrino fix. That's why I was going to ask if yeah. you had El Padrino. Yeah, I had to. Delicious as always. But yeah, we were there. Um, Britt's, uh, her dad and her sister were up over the weekend, and they met me actually. I brewed, what did I make? Oh, I made another batch of the hibiscus on Friday. Uh, and yeah. they got there. They met me at the brewery like just as I was like mopping, so like right okay. at the end yep. of the day. And um, cracked a few beers when they got there, and uh, we ended up staying um up until we got el padrino and it was also pretty cool to see all the people come out for that day i mean the weather was fantastic that day sat outside and everything it was great nice yeah and then uh checked out the uh brick got off around eight thirty over in west saluda from the hospital and we uh it's big it's become because we live a few blocks away from the westgate Ernest over there yeah so like every friday it's kind of become like this when she gets off nice 8 30 we meet for a beer yeah. before we yeah. go home type of thing yeah Put yourself in relaxation mode. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we met her for a beer there, uh, which I had their hibiscus on uh, okay. on Friday night just to kind of, I wanted our, to compare it. Hibiscus? Oh, I no, had at Ernest. Ernest Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to have it yeah. to compare it. Solid. Yeah. Um, there is a difference between theirs and ours. Um, Got to say. Ours is a, is a pale ale. Yeah. And theirs is, I, I want to say it's a pale as well, but I don't. 
Yeah. They don't have it listed on what okay. it is when you look at the board. Okay. It just says hibiscus ale, but um, solid beer. Um, there is a difference between theirs and ours. I think ours tastes a little more uh, like tropical, man. Yeah. Yeah. And theirs is it's, a little drier. So there's I've a difference between ours, two. I've not had theirs, but describing ours, yes, that's the way I would. Yeah. It's it's very light and crispy, and yeah. Um, they aren't always. So yeah. I think the way ours turned out is going to be a great summertime beer out on the patio. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree. So. Then, then you know, Saturday played cornhole for a while while they were at our house and had some beer, and uh, it was cold though. I was like, ah, you know, yeah. just kind of a bummer. But um, then we went and checked out Pavlov's up in uh, Temperance yeah. because really, really Pavlov's nice is ten minutes away from our house, even mm-hmm. though it's technically in Michigan. That's how close we live to the state line. Yep. Um, fantastic beer over there, man. They had some music. Uh, musician was playing there, and their outdoor patio is pretty nice, you know. Yep. And I don't. For yeah, those, it's a really nice atmosphere. Oh yeah, like yeah. they put a lot of work into it, and it looks really nice. Yeah. For those who have who are listening and haven't checked out Pavlov's, that's you got to go check it out. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Not not in the atmosphere or the beer or the like the staff. I yeah. Think. It's 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 a really um, really yeah. nice brewery. Oh yeah, well done. In fact, earlier that day, this was already over before we got there. But the Glass City Mashers, mm-hmm. the home brewing club in uh, Toledo, big brew day was on Saturday, and okay. the Mashers they like to go to. I think this has to do with like um, laws in Michigan versus Ohio. Yeah, but how they can brew out on like the patio. Yes, they have like this grass yeah. area that's kind yeah. of by the parking lot. Yeah, we looked into that uh, doing a similar event because I like that event. Yeah, um, and you know we came from home brewing, so yeah, uh, connecting back to the home brewers and uh, it was very difficult to set it up. We would have had to do basically it, it has to be like a fundraiser with a five hundred one C three and we can't be it. It's gotta be somebody else. So Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that goes it was, behind, it was just behind a the lot scenes. more involved mm-hmm. to be able to set it up. And but, like how it worked for, for uh for them over there at Pavlov's on Saturday for the homebrew club is it I think it was a little different this year. I know they've done this in the past, but how it worked on Saturday was um Pavlov's you for the members in the Glossity Mashers, they had a, if you wanted to, you could bring your homebrew system over there and, and brew there, but um, I think it was like $15 for the Mashers to buy some wort from Pavlov's. Okay, yeah. So yeah. the wort was already made. Yeah. And for those listening to, wort is basically, well, it's sugar water. Sugar water, essentially. Yeah, but it's the beer before it becomes beer. Yeah. So like at, before the yeast is, so, is pitched. So like legally... <clears throat> Um, we could sell wort to anybody. Right. We could we could just mass produce wort and people come in and buy buckets of it or whatever and take it home and ferment it. Because um, essentially, legally, all you're doing is selling sugar water until we drop yeast. Until they in drop it. the yeast and it becomes alcohol. And and the way I understand it, the legalities and I think probably the truth of it as well um, is as soon as you drop yeast in, it's amazing. Yeast starts like activating like right now. As soon as it gets sugar, yeah, it starts yeah. munching. So yeah. literally, as soon as it starts munching, it starts throwing off carbon dioxide, and the byproduct is alcohol. So the 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 legalities the state views it is when you pitch yeast, it's now beer, mm. right? So right. it's alcohol yeah. at that point in time. So it's interesting, like how that. Like, Isn't it? the fine line of science and, like, you know, legalities and how they kind of yeah. work together. So The pictures look cool. Um, and I, I've done this before. Like, I think 
I did this two years ago, but it wasn't collecting their war. Like, we took all of our stuff, my homebrew stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, you just brewed, like, full batch. And made my own yeah. recipe there. Yeah. You know, I think this was a way for them to kind of speed up the yep. the time that they were there. Um, and yeah, also, that like... that was one of the things that I actually heard about the last event, is that um, the, the homebrewers were there still, like, consuming... And I think it was in the parking lot the last time, so they were consuming the parking lot and when patrons started to come in, <laughs> there was no place for people to park. Yeah. Yeah. I know like a lot of those uh, dudes who are in that club too, they'll do the uh, the no chill method too. So they'll mm-hmm. kind of wait to pitch the yeast until it's cooled down like yeah. naturally, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, seeing the pictures and everything from the Saturday looked pretty cool, but it was totally wrapped up by the time I got there on Saturday. There were a couple mashers who were still there and I asked them like, hey, what'd you make today? You know, and, Right. Uh, one of the guys said they made uh, they made an IPA, but split it in half. And one of the yeast strains they used was the Lalaman uh, Verdant IPA uh, okay. strain, and then they used Quebec, uh for the other strain. They didn't okay. tell me like what specific Quebec it was, but okay. Um, nice yeah. thing about Quebec yeast is you can, uh, especially for home brewing, uh, when you don't have temperature control as far as fermentation goes, Quebec yeah. yeast is pretty wide when yeah, it comes to temperature. Yeah, it can get range. a little bit warmer. It like some yeast, warm, especially cold. at a high temp, can be detrimental. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. and at a this, cold, cold temp, it might die off, and you can warm it back up, and it might reactivate. But you know, both are not good in the brewing process. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. You want, um, so for for like the people listening. Every yeast strand that we use, and we use a large variety to produce the types of beers mm-hmm. that we're making, um, each yeast strand has like a, a, I'll call it an optimum range of where it form, ferments or, or eats sugar at its, at its like healthy, like best pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about this river fog. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I gotta agree with Travis. This well, ah, man, it's been a while since we've had it, and uh, well, like when I say a while, I guess like a m- couple months, if that. Yeah, but to me, that's kind of a long time. Yeah. Uh, man, I had it on tap on Friday, and I was just like, it's so fresh tasting. I'm just, I'm like, man, I think I told Troy. Juicy. Was Troy there on Friday? I told somebody there on Friday. I was like, dude, this is a great beer. In fact, no, this was on Thursday. Um, and I was like, this is, this is great. Cause I hadn't had it on tap in a, for I a while. I think it was Thursday. Cause I walked by you and you asked me what I was drinking and I was drinking the same beer. The same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been the only beer I usually, I'll give a variety, but, um, it's, I think it's been the only beer in my glass since it's come back. On yeah. I, I really do. It's, it's I dig it a lot. Right with my I like own. it because it's, um, the, the hop, the aroma, like, you know, is right in your face, and then, but um, when you're drinking it, it's very smooth. Yeah. You know? That's a great way to describe it. Like, it, it's a super smooth... It's not smooth, hard. You, you, you can tell there's hops in it, so you get a little bit of bite, but that kind of um, juiciness kind of takes yeah. the hit off of that. Yeah. Um, and then it's, like, right down to the full swallow. It yeah. It's just, like, super smooth. The um, body looks nice. I mean, you know, it definitely looks like a hazy... Uh, and a lot of that. Yeah, has this to one's do with... not clear. <laughs> which which is, I just which had is... a um, a hazy from Sun King over this yeah. weekend, and it was classified as a hazy, but it was super clear. Yeah, you know, and I know people pay attention to to that. Yeah. Um, well, we've noticed um, the one thing when you're trying to make like a super hazy, um, and this is this is a pretty hazy beer, is that 
it's hazy because there's particulates filling, you know, the gap of light. And over time, if you have kegs that are sitting around, it'll it'll right, settle out right, a little right, bit. Right. So um, we actually kind of give them a little shake, typically, um, just a little bit. You know, not like it happens to you any know, beer. Like yeah, shake it and it, you know, freshens it up mm-hmm. potentially. Yep, yep. This beer, like, um, not to go too much into the recipe, but um, it, this is all about citra hops in this beer, like right. all around. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the whirlpool at the end of the boil, you're adding a lot of citra then, and then uh, there's a ton of citra added during the dry hop phase. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned whirlpool. So, um, whirlpool, and explain like to people that don't understand that. the brewing, In the brewing process, you're whirlpooling um, after you have mashed the grains and you've got the, the essentially sugar water, we call it wort. Um, and you've transferred that into the brew kettle. Um, tell me about Whirlpool. Yeah. Whirlpool is basically, when we make beer at Buffalo Rock, we are doing one hour long, 60 minute boils. So Most beers. Yeah. And so when you're um, doing a 60 minute boil, and this is for any, for those doing 90 minute boils, I've seen, I've heard of people doing like making imperial stouts and boiling for like, like 24, 24 hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude. These are yeah, just, just like knock just crazy amount of time. But anyway, at Buffalo, we do 60-minute boils. And so when you're adding your hops, um, your hop additions, um, in the very beginning of the boil, that's all for your bittering. So you're not really getting too much aroma right. you know, or flavor out of that. You're, you're basically working on your IBUs at that point. Yeah, mostly the, the bite, bitterness. Yeah, the bitterness is all in the beginning. Um, when you're drinking it at the end, that's like the finishing, what it creates, yeah. I guess, if you will. And so, and you know, when you're timing it, you kind of go backwards. So you start your timer for 60 minutes and then it goes backwards. So like I, I tell this to everybody, but like, I would say like the last 20 minutes of your boil, roughly, um, that's all about like when it comes to your hop um, additions that you're throwing in the boil. The last 20 minutes is all about uh, aroma and flavor. Yeah. That's, that's what... You get some bitterness, but that dies off when yeah. the hops aren't exposed to boiling water for as long. Yeah. Um, and then essentially it mostly pulls the oils out. Yeah. Um, the, the first thing it does is pull, pull the oils out. And then if you keep bursting it with heat, it's eventually right. going to bitter that. Totally. Um, so yeah. And so, so then from there, you know, it, according to, you know, the recipes that we have, especially for this one, um, zero minute it's flame out. Um, so, you know, you cut your heat at, you know, once the hour is done and whirlpool, so like you've got your uh, lines connected from the bottom of the kettle, and then there's another one going on the side, and it's going through a pump. And so whirlpool is like creating, like you turn the pump on, so you're going out of the bottom, going out of the top, and it's creating like literally a whirlpool inside the boil yeah. kettle. So you notice that um, it goes counterclockwise. Uh, yeah. Yep. So every time. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting fact: If you were brewing in the southern hemisphere, you'd want tanks that push it the opposite direction really did not know this um if you ever watch toilet water or sink water <laughs> yeah anytime anytime you watch water and it gets that that whirlpool effect yeah and it starts that swirl looks like a looks like a kind of a reverse of a tornado kind yeah of, yeah is the description mm-hmm. of kind of um if you ever watch it it's always going counterclockwise yeah. and it has to do with the gravitational pull on the earth that's and crazy the southern yeah it's crazy like the 
science mm-hmm. that <laughs> Nuts. I don't even know that we can exactly explain. Um, and so, you know, when we're creating this whirlpool. I'm and sorry, I said gravitational pull. It's the magnetic pull, I magnetic believe. Pull. Yeah. yeah. Magnetic north and magnetic south, and they create a reverse of each other. Yeah, totally. It's wild. Like, wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when we do it, um, we're adding more. We, we cut the heat, and now we're adding more hops during this t- period of the whirlpool. Which, you know, for mine, especially for this one, I think I'm whirlpooling for uh, like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but it's somewhere right around there. And this is just to collect more flavor and more yeah. aroma to so it. So basically, you're, it's kind of like stirring the water, right? You, you got a s- yeah. cyclical motion of the water. Yeah. Um, and the way we brew, um, we have a great big basket that sits down in that water. Yeah. And it's a screen with the hops inside of it. And that water is just, it's kind of yeah. like a river flowing through that screen at yeah. that point in time. Yeah, right? exactly. I've even um, read about breweries uh, dropping the temperature to, or chilling the temperature from, uh, you know, boiling, cutting the heat, dropping it to like 170 yeah. and then whirlpooling right around yeah. then, which we haven't done that. But what I, I've, I've read some on that, like the idea behind it is you're, you're only getting oils and you're not literally not, there's not enough heat to bitter uh, it out uh-huh. the way I understand it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's a, I think a potential way to control. Oh, okay that like gotcha. almost to like 100 percent. yeah got so, it it's kind of cool yeah it's it's sweet um, it's interesting yeah. it probably you know you're doing the same thing but you might be able to change your hop recipe right yeah to get, to get there yeah you know um if you want a little bit more bitterness and you're chilling it then you might need a little bit more pre-hop in your boil right to get the equal like it's just a different process yeah. to potentially get to the same result yeah so and then um, yeah. From there, like fermentation happens, you know, it chills. We're it's in the fermenter now, and now we're dry have, hopping it. Have you noticed when you whirlpool? One of the side effects that I heard of whirlpooling is um, because the water is spinning, um, the wort is spinning. Um, that the particulates that you get, which you always get, you know, particulates that are floating around in in the brew, that it. Um, it spins that all toward the middle. Yeah, like so it creates like this like cone in the middle. Yeah. yeah, so then when we're pulling off at the end, it leaves more of that junk yeah. in the tank yeah. and less being having to be filtered out. Yes, kind of. and when we, uh, yeah, so it's like creating like this cone in the middle because instead of like pulling from like the bottom valve of the boil kettle when we chill it, um, there's actually a, a valve that's a little higher. A little higher, right. And uh, so you have all that hot, all those hops that we just threw in there that are kind of in the middle yeah. of the tank or the kettle, and we're pulling from a higher, so we're not sucking in all of those. Yeah, you know, allows that, that stuff to sit. And it's hard to describe, I think, to somebody that's never seen it, but the tanks have a little bit of like a cone in the bottom. Um, so... When you're talking about the bottom valve, it's at the very bottom of that cone. At the very bottom, right in the middle of the... It's like the drain of a funnel. And then there's another port on the side of the tank. Well, it's actually still on the funnel, but it's a little bit higher up on the funnel. And we use a... um, Even when we're pulling from that valve that's a little higher, like we... As we're going into the fermenter, we do have um, um, a filter that we're going through as well. Just to... You know, for insurance, basically, but yeah, it helps reduce the um, need 
like not that you don't need the filter, but you, you. I think you raise its potential to to filter more when you're not completely clogging it yeah, up with right. everything that's in the middle. Totally. So which I is, mean, even for uh, like the way that our beers have been coming out, man. At least since I've been there, like we do a pretty good job. Um, you'll ask like other breweries, like you know, when it comes to clarification, mm-hmm. like clarity in the beer. A lot of these. I mean, more so than not, at least from like what I've heard, like uh, they'll add uh, it's called biofine mm-hmm. into their fermenters too to clear it okay. up even more. Okay. And that's something we don't do. Like yeah. we're we're I mean we use Wurflock tablets, which is a yeah. form of seaweed. Yep. In the boil. Yeah. But other than that, we're only using uh, we're relying strictly t- on temperature, like cold temperature, right. to clarify, which I think is fantastic, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to we think don't of use the biofine. product that I used when I was home brewing. I went to Wurflock. And then I, well, before that I used Irish moss. Irish moss, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is like real seaweed. Yeah, um, yeah. The Warflock is, I think, essentially to just condense down. Yeah, into like a tablet form. Yeah, because they're both forms of seaweed, but yeah. there's clearly a difference between the tablet versus like the, yeah. the moss. I notice like <laughs> if you stick your nose in like a jar of Irish moss, it smells like seaweed yeah like the ocean it totally does um putting my nose in the uh warflock tablet like in the bag of the warflock tablets yeah i don't really notice it but then we were just like talking off air how like as soon as it hits the water though, once it's disintegrated in the down, boil yeah, yeah. It, it gives off that same like, yeah which is um, interesting because when you smell that oceany smell too uh, it has literally no impact on the like the smell of the beer or the, the flavor. flavor anything. It doesn't affect and that's any like of that. proven. I mean, yeah. from I think brewing history, everybody concludes that it, you know, is basically just a super effective way to clarify, yeah. help clarify, yeah, um, and not affect like the end product, right? Which is really cool. My friends and I, uh, who are in the brewing industry, some every now and then, even my friends like outside of this. This is something that Britt and I talk about a lot too, but it's like, man, like how did someone just think that like, you know what? I'm gonna seaweed try this. seaweed right. is the is what's gonna clarify this beer. Or maybe they were home brewing and they thought, <laughs> I'm gonna make a seaweed beer. <laughs> and they got done and their beer looked like water. <laughs> it was so clear they couldn't even tell there was anything in the glass. <laughs> It's like hilarious. Like, how did they? How did they figure this out? I always out? wonder that kind of stuff. Like, who who was the first? I mean, more in the instances of crazy stuff. But who's the first stupid person to try this <laughs> stupid stuff? You know, it's nuts. But you know, that's how inventions are made. People trying things for the first time mm. and um, kind of goes along really with craft brewing and coming up with new flavors. And you know, that you've never made. You kind of look at a recipe and think, okay. You know, I think this is what it's going to come out as because I've done this enough times. I know what, you know, flavors these are going to give off and the blend that hopefully, you know, the end result is going to get. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you think about um, brewing with with fruits and vegetables and, you know, pumpkin or um, talking about brewing with like I've heard of like birthday cake and oh like know, oh, like donuts yeah and, yeah and you know there's only one way to do it is to try it and experiment and, yeah that's what's cool know. about like making beer in general like craft beer in general is you can be as creative as you want to be yeah um yeah. and I'm also and proud fun. that we it makes me feel 
I mean, it makes me happy that we just all we use for clarification is uh, you know a form of seaweed and a temperature. Filter? Really, a filter and and temperature. And temperature, yeah. Yeah. And for yeah. this River Fog beer, um, like this hazy IPA, uh, a lot of the haze comes from the the yeast. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you see, that's why the body looks like, this doesn't, to me, this doesn't look like orange juice, orange juice, but it's, it it's, has it's that, hazy. It has that appearance that leads more to an orange juicy look. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and sure. that's how a hazy should look. Yeah. You know, but most of that has to do with the yeast strain that you're using. And if you're using it in the right way, like you're pitching it the right way, you know, and yeah. the temperature's not fluctuating too much, and there's a lot more that goes into it. But, yeah, hazy is... Yeah. Keeping your is. eye on it and dropping yeah. temperatures when you yeah. have to and knocking that yeast out. Yeah. And, I got to say, too, um, this was this River Fog beer was also it came in second in the contest right. yeah. that just was hosted. For um, the beer bracket. Yeah. Beer bracket challenge, I think. Is that what it was called? I think that was the name of it. Well, that was... Um, through the uh, at the casual pint, the yeah, casual pint. Casual pint think, Were they the ones yeah. behind that too? You know, I don't know. I don't actually know that, and I should, and I'm probably ashamed. I don't know. I mean, All I, I know, it was kind of a big deal yeah. though, because there yeah. were a lot of breweries that who were a part of it. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. I think there yeah, were I think at there were least sixteen. 16 breweries yeah. in the all whole local, regional area. Yeah, all local, like Northwest Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, regional is a good way to put regional it. Regional area. Um, and like the people vote too. Yeah. Like, so each bracket you're faced against, yeah. your beer is faced against a beer from another brewery. Yeah. And it came down vote. to the wire with Encore. Yeah. With their uh, divorce papers. Yeah, which I um, still haven't had to this yeah. day. I had it uh, a couple weeks ago. I think I mentioned that on a previous episode. Mm. Um, really good drink. Um uh, has definitely like a, a grape juice kind of um, appeal to it. Oh, so and just total different style than the hazy. Yeah, IPA. yeah, it's not a hazy. It's like it's like a fruited beer. Okay. Um, and uh, real, real light and crispy, and mm-hmm. um, a, a good product. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that we got second in the yeah. whole bracket. I think it's something to. Yeah, it's great exposure, like, you know, yeah. to get into things like that and, and obviously to show well. Um, and we appreciate the uh, patrons of ours as well as those that have uh, patronaged other um, uh, local pubs or restaurants where we have beers on tap and casual pint mm-hmm. um where they had it we actually ran out of that beer that was yeah it i didn't think help <laughs> encore ran out yeah, too yeah yeah that was uh an interesting thing like literally yeah. coming down to the wire you got two <laughs> beers on tap like to vote on and you can't have either one of them because i think yeah, yeah we i both think ran they out. I think they put it got they got it back on like the last day. Like, yeah, it at, was just like, in their house, just at right. Encore. I think they had it. Huh. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, and you know, not only that, the whole um, it's just like fun for that something like that to be to exist, like to let the people in the area know. You know, even if you're not voting for these beers in all these different brackets, you're at least seeing the names of yeah, of it's breweries. like the existence, right? Right, like That's you're seeing really, the name of Twinos, yeah. you're seeing the name of Black Frog, you're seeing yep. the name of Funky Inside Turtle. the Five, Upside, yeah. Funky Turtle. Yeah. You know, all these mm-hmm. all these local Finley Brewing Company. I I don't remember the the sixteen, um, and I don't know how they whittled down to the sixteen. 
right like how they get there sought them out um yeah i don't i know that we submitted our beer i don't know if they did like a tasting of submittals Mm. um and then it you know they whittled it down i'm not really sure how that worked but um, i guess just to be a part of it that we were part of it yeah yeah Yeah, just you know sweet to be a part of it and uh to show well and um to be in that kind of great company yeah you know of, of local craft brewers and we're so supportive of them as well so um yeah drink local um it's, yeah. it it makes a difference it real. does man you know, we, mean, we talked about like um just like what we do and i think a lot of local breweries do this you know we do a lot of fundraising type things where we're reaching out into the community and helping and i think you know the local people understand the importance of that a little bit more yeah um so uh yeah yeah so should we get on with the week of uh, yeah i think so nine? unless uh we have anything else to say about river fog but no i mean we i'll probably make another batch of this maybe this week that way dude people hopefully it doesn't run yeah out. i yeah. feel like we're gonna run out yeah. and then it's gonna go away for a little bit and the, then... it's it's interesting it's like an all-year beer too yeah you know like yeah. i kind of um i like a lot of different variety of beers and, and when i say all-year beer like i we see trends happen and, you know, darker beers, heavier beers, I call them fuller bodies, um, tend to slow down in the summertime because it's hot out and um, people tend to want something that's a little bit lighter, a little bit crispier. Yeah. Um, and in the wintertime, people will drink typically, you know, kind of something that's bolder, like the stouts and stuff like that. And yeah, bolder. yeah. I'm And I'm the same way, man. Yeah, I am too. Yep, for sure. And it's weird. I don't know if it's the daylight, like the the lack of daylight. I think it's like, yeah, it being dark. the coldness, and it's cold. you know, being up north now and we're in the cold. Dark and cold beer. <laughs> but this is actually a, yeah. an IPA that's like an all-year drinkable. I agree. Um, I don't, You know a, what? I'm proud that we have this product, too. Yeah, it's, like, it's a solid beer. It's a, it's a super good beer. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite, Travis says it's his favorite. <laughs> um, Shocked. So, yeah. Yeah. Right um, on. We might have to work on that. Uh, our own ratings of top tens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd be hard. I th- I think I know. I think I know about five. Yeah. And then the the next five might be difficult for me to make sure that I got my top like true top ten. Our raspberry stout was pretty close to my number one. I think. Yeah, that's a that's a good beer. So when the raspberry stout was off, I was having the chocolate stout. Oh with yeah, a little bit of raspberry, Without like, the, yeah. like oh, the mix and, oh, oh. and yeah, because I missed it. Um, um, so yeah, I was. It, it it was close. It wasn't the same. It didn't. It was interesting. It didn't have that. Um, the raspberry stout, I think, has more of like a. Uh, I don't know, like a cocoa-y or like a yeah, um, like. Like, uh, I don't want to say chocolate because it's not really chocolate. I mean, we do have the chocolate porter, but the the it had like the roastiness? a little bit more like roastedness. Yeah, like like I don't know, like a fuller flavor. Yeah, the body um, was like nice huh? with that. So like when I mixed, you know, the stout with the raspberry, trying to equal that, <laughs> yeah. it was like the raspberry because it was the raspberry blonde. I think um, it it dropped that that boldness yeah, out of it yeah um, so it was good but it didn't didn't complete the same like, mm-hmm. flavor yeah. and boldness I, so. I yeah i get what you mean yeah i could talk about my top favorite i mean god the irish red is another one 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid beer. I think that that would make my top ten. It's a solid beer. Yeah, I think that would make my top ten. It's currently fermenting we just, right now. We, yeah, we just brewed that. You just brewed that. Yeah. Um, uh, two thir- weeks ago? Thursday. Oh, oh, that was last this, Thursday. This yeah. Past week. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be upcoming. So it's a little ways out. And we have the um, also fermenting right now is the Mocha Java Stout. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious how people will receive it with the weather. That might be actually the stout that I was thinking of, the Mocha Java. The Mocha Java. And it went off, and I used the. the um, <laughs> that sounds about right. I think we had. Stout. Were those two on the at the same time? I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't at the same time because it was when one dropped off, and I was trying to like mimic the flavor, uh-huh. and uh, didn't didn't work as well. It was good. I mean, it was it actually sometimes a blended beer isn't too bad. No. Like a black and tan, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's others too, man. But yeah, we should dedicate a portion of another episode talking about That'd that. That'd be fun. Mm. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, that might be an interesting one to do like some type of like a round table and have like some key patrons like in the room and we just... Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, each one of you gets to pick like one beer that you can say why it's your, you know, your go-to kind yeah. of or something like that. Totally. So, um, anyway, always brainstorming on on hopefully sweet ideas to yeah. keep it fun and exciting and people listening and learning and so, all right. Um, well, let's get on to the week of five nine through five thirteen. Um, and I want to again wish my dad a happy birthday on five nine. Happy um, birthday, May 9th. Uh, we start off the week on Tuesday with Lyle's crepes. Mm. Um, again, great, uh, great crepes, and I, I always want to say Lyle's crepes some more because it's more than that, and um, they have like uh, it's like crepe tacos, and it's a light, fresh taco-y, um delicious eat. Yeah, dude, Lyle's um, crepes is legit. So uh, Tuesday we have open mic night and original Tuesdays, the continuation of uh, uh, our support of original music in the region. Um, it's also happy hour from four to seven. Yo. Uh, for music, hey <laughs> Um, for the music, um, we have um, Jana, Tim, and Mike oh, um, nice. hosting open mic night, and we'll see what we get for drop-ins this week. And uh, hopefully, it's exciting like last week. And um, we had uh, Dave Ribs as the feature artist, and then we also had like four people come and drop in for oh, open cool. mic. So. Yeah, it was a it was a great night and really really quality artist uh, Asa Danakine, um, if I'm saying it correct. And Asa, I apologize if I didn't. Um, he had his dad Marty there, um, a friend of theirs Owen, and um, uh, Kurt Wolf oh, okay. was there also. Cool. Um, fabulous musicians in the room. These guys, I mean, they came and dropped in an open mic night, and they all play, like, at different places around town. And it was just a super fortunate thing to be able to have, like, that um, support from them. Again, local musicians, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, So give it back to them. And uh, we got all, well, we have Asa coming back. Um, We have uh, Kurt coming back. And I think it's going to be Asa and company, um, which might be with Kurt. Wolf and um, I can't remember if it's Kirk Cousins, but because um, mm. they they all play with different groups of people, so it should be uh, good music coming up. Oh but, yeah, 
Um, moving on into Wednesday, we have Rick's Outback or Rick's Shack Outback, um, the famous steak bites. And we have trivia. Well, actually, sorry, it's not trivia. We have music bingo this week. Music bingo. Yeah, because we, I have it down as trivia, but we switched to, I'm looking at, I can tell it's an older date schedule before I mm. um, swap some things around. Um, we made a transition to music bingo. The The patrons pretty much told us that they they enjoyed the bingo a lot more mm -hmm. um and uh we had we were going about every other week music bingo and trivia and now it's uh going to stay with bingo um which is fun yeah um yeah it's basically just listening to clips of a bunch of songs all night long right and there's a probably um, a theme i think there's a theme yeah usually time. there's a theme like I, 90s yeah in fact yeah. the calendar that we have hanging at the flyer i think like one of them was like a rock band i think was or that, was a guitar hero or a rock band i can't remember that might be one this one of them, week yeah. coming up yeah, yeah. okay yeah but um, yeah they theme varies all the time and sarah a local gal puts that on for us and does a real nice job of hosting it and uh, everybody has a lot of fun and we have prizes and um again happy hour um that's hump day ah. hour. again four to seven <laughs> we do the double hump camel so it's happy hour hey, tuesdays and wednesdays uh moving into thursday we got baba's eats um so you get your uh uh, it's it's kind of like um, Middle Eastern mm -hmm. cuisine. Yeah, um, it's great really stuff, good. Really, really good well food. followed. And then we have Johnny Rod that night. Oh. So Johnny Rod on a Wednesday, or sorry, on a Thursday, on a Thursday. right? Um, Man, so the house will weeks probably be packed. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Rod, of course, is going to be playing all of your favorites. And if um, you're not sure. All you got to do is request it. And uh, <laughs> and he can play it. There's uh, like 99% <laughs> chance he's going to know that song. Yeah. Um, and uh, tip him while he's a fantastic musician. Yeah. Um, going into Thursday, back to El Padrino. Uh, right? Friday? Um, sorry, Friday. Friday. Yeah, going into Friday, yes. Oh, Padrino's there yeah. again El on Friday. El Padrino again, serving nice. up on Friday. Cool. Um, Friday is going to be crazy because we have Jordan and Josh as well. <laughs> Right, and I think um, the weather is going to be like seventy-five yeah, degrees like, or something. Uh, I think it's like Tuesday might be iffy, and then the rest of the week's actually going to yeah. supposed to be nice. So we're probably looking at patio doors open mm -hmm. like every night this week for the first Finally. full week. Yeah, of that. Um, it's exciting. Yeah, um, and then going into Saturday, we have Captain's Kitchen um, and Dave Ribs who was last week's uh, featured artist uh, oh, cool. who did an all-original set last week, um, coming in on Saturday. He'll probably play a couple of his originals and mix them in. Um, he played a really fantastic set. Um, lots of variety. He, he's a really good musician in his writing style. Um, he You could tell he's like influenced by like a lot of different artists because he... Um, not every song was the same, you know. Yeah, he had, a, he had a lot of variety in his music, and you could, you could hear kind of influences of, uh, at least where I felt that he, you know, genres at least, you know, a little bit of a grunge sound to a little bit of, right. like, you know, a country sound and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, he so he's he's back on right Saturday, on. right on, and he'll fill the house. Sounds like so, another solid week, man. Yeah. Yeah, great music and great food. Um, 
again, I love that we're we're back into the mix with food trucks and we got that whole variety yeah. throughout the week. And and even the music is the same way. Like every night's a it's a different musician or music event with the uh, music bingo and a way for you know patrons to come out and hopefully relax on the patio with yeah, garage doors open no and have some fun and enjoy company with and, friends yeah meet some new people yeah um yeah really encourage real encouraging to that so um yeah, yeah. that's the week solid week up. ahead so right on come out um, and have the river fog while yep. we have it I'm excited for that that hibiscus to come back on. Yeah, we're right. almost. That's a great beer. Yeah, it's that's almost gonna, gone. It's gonna like, it's gonna fly. Uh, like, just it's it's a it's, it's a, a sunshine gray, beer. Like, yeah, it's a great sunshine. It's beer. an outside sunshine beer. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. that's gonna that's gonna fly. And stay tuned because we got some uh, at least another seltzer coming up. Yeah. Um, um, oh, uh, we have a. Um, a very light lager coming out too. It's going to be a four point three percent. Yeah, yeah. Let's that might go be. Bowling, baby. Let's, it's going to be called Let's Go Bowling. Yeah. So that's something else to look forward to. I've had so many people come up to me saying we need a between a four and four and a half percent lighter beer. You know, and this is going to be it. So we got a banana nut um, beer. Oh, coming out. Cinnamon Enjoy banana. the tangerine today. What? So oh, Troy the tangerine today. So we got the banana nut bread. Um. Lager. Yeah, we're going to have some really cool varieties coming out. Yeah. All right, some yeah. new stuff that people haven't had. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned on that um, yeah. for release dates. Probably this and week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what people say about them. So the whole bowling thing, man, I'm I'm, I'm feeling like bowling depravity. I've had, even just today, someone was like, man, I haven't heard Tim or Travis say anything about bowling lately. Well, I didn't know. I guess it makes sense, but um, bowling alleys close earlier in the summertime, and you know, a lot of times when I was able to go, it was like after kind of closing hours. And <laughs> now the bowling alleys are closed before we're closed, and it's making it really hard to get there. <laughs> and I'm having like anxiety over it. You know, um, we'll be able I to... don't know. Yeah, you just got to get out there, man. All the muscle memory that I got. Actually, maybe toward the end, I wish I would lose a little bit of it because I think I was bowling better <laughs> when I first got my ball than I was toward the end. But Let's bowl this week. I would love to. This week. All right. I can't Thursday, I don't think. Well, it depends because I didn't realize you were here because um, I was thinking about brewing on Thursday. But that might Thursday is the day. Week. Thursday yeah, maybe bowling. Thursday night. Thursday night bowling. Sounds like a plan. All right. I got my bowling ball and my bowling <laughs> shirt ready. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's a wrap episode, for on Tap. Episode 13. Oh, episode, oh yeah. Ah. So I was thinking about this. So now that we didn't wrap it up, and that's a sign, um, that lucky number 13, I was thinking, should we skip number 13 episode? Just to because, prevent the bad juju. Right. You know how like in buildings, like high-rise buildings, They'll, they like, don't have a 13th, 13th floor. floor. Yeah. Like, Maybe we should have skipped the 13th episode and just... Been maybe like, this will be the Sorry, most, there isn't one. <laughs> maybe this will be the most listened to episode. Yeah. yeah. Or the least. Yeah. Well, no. Bad juju. Travis All is right. once again right. Lucky 13. Let's let's call it Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. And that's a wrap. It's a wrap. Bevy's on tap.